You have two voicemail messages. Message one. We'll find another truck where the driver is a fucking fat kid who's got his shit on top, who doesn't think he's special forces. Message two. Coughlin, come out with your hands up. Fuck you. Miss Kesey, I would like to start with your abduction. Four men made me open the safe. They took me as a hostage. Were you able to see anything at all through the blindfold? No. When someone endures an experience like this, there are often residual effects. <laughs> okay. Just having a bad week. I like to have a good cry at the nail salon. <laughs> Why should we buy a drink? There are over 300 bank robberies in Boston every year. Most of these professionals live in a one-square-mile neighborhood called Charlestown. So do your parents still live here? My mother moved away and my father... You don't get out much. I'm thinking about making a change. Making a change. Either you got here or you don't. You used to hang around with Doug McCray a little bit, huh? How do you know Dougie? I work for the FBI. I'm putting this whole town in my revenue. You grew up right here. Same rules that I did. I hear you got sweet new girlfriend. Secret's this one. If I think anything might happen to her, I'm gonna kill both of you. Are you in love with me? Yes. She didn't say anything. Get that in your head. This is the not screwing around crew. So find me something that looks like a print, because this not screwing around thing is about to go both ways. I want to go with you. I'm leaving with somebody else. If we get jammed up, we'll have them caught on the street. Go, go. I just want you to know that you're going to die in federal prison. See you again, this side or the other. Welcome back, folks, to another fine episode of Fine Movies, Fine Spirits, where today we're going back to the 2010 Ben Affleck film, The Town. We're here for another Jeremy Renner movie, but this is the last one. We're hitting pause after this. We get pinched. Remember whose idea this was? It was one of my co-hosts, a toonie with the voice of a townie, Mr. Christopher Morris, how are you doing this evening? Doing well, Michael. Thank you. Thank and, you. Uh, what are you drinking? In case you wanted to know, I, I happen to be drinking a Sam Adams Wicked Hazy. I just happened to buy these at the store yesterday without even thinking, planning for the pod. But 
Well, I went specifically because I don't drink enough beer to actually go buy. And I went and bought some Sam Summer to yes, feel Boston-y. Nice. And now for the pessimist of the podcast who doesn't like uh, me trying to get in the theme of things, a man who on numerous occasions likes to have a good cry in a laundromat, my pal David. How are you doing this evening, David? I'm doing just fine, Mikey. And what are you drinking? I'm actually drinking a 600-year-old beer, Stella, one of my favorite beers. Stella at trois. Very yeah. appropriate. I thought you were going to be drinking juice. You're drinking juice? Um, chicken juice. Yeah, juice. That's my favorite juice. Yummy. Good stuff. Good stuff. So the town. Excellent. From 2010... So it's 11 years old now. That's crazy. Yeah, actually. Yeah, it crazy. is. Uh, directed Jerry, by Jerry Ben Rubber. Affleck. Jerry oh, Ren was just a little a little child in this movie. He wasn't really a name yet. This kind of put him on the map. He was a wee lad. Uh, from 2010, directed by Ben Affleck. Screenplay by Peter Craig, Ben Affleck, and Aaron Stockard, based on the Chuck Hogan 2004 novel, Prince of Thieves, which I had, a, I, I think I knew it was based on a book, but I'd never read it. Obviously, there's no pictures in it. No pictures in it. I'm sorry. Did you read it? I read it uh, two or three months ago. Maybe, maybe a little longer. Chuck is there? Hogan. Is it it's pretty much the same? I, I, I read. I saw like the end is a little different. The end is very different. Yeah. It's excellent. It's it really. First of all, the town, and I love this movie. I love it. I it's underrated. Besides, you know, the Boston aspect, which you can't help but enjoy, in a lot of movies if they do them well. Um, but the town is it, the movie itself is somehow it's underrated. It's just a great heist film. Great, great. What, what, what was better, the book, book of the movie, Chris? Uh I always I always choose the, the book. Yeah. Unless it's Jaws, it's the movie. It's a different pod, pod rating. But the one thing the book definitely has on the movie is that the town, it's kind of a shitty name, right? Not a, yeah. not a, not a very, great movie. Right. We don't, Thieves would have been a better one if, if uh, well, fucking Cosner didn't rip it off with and, and uh, do that awful Robin Hood movie. Yeah, but the town, anyone that... Anyone that lives in Charlestown, they do call it town. Do yeah. they? Okay, so that's is, what I wasn't it sure. It is, yeah, 100%. So it is appropriate. Now, is this Ben Affleck's first movie that he's directed? No. No, this is... Is it his second? Second? This was after yeah. Gone Baby after, Gone? After Gone Baby Gone, which, which is also... I have, which is I also have so not seen that. Wow. It, yeah. it, it, it's you got to watch it. But this one takes it up a, a notch. And... It, this came out before Argo. And it's really, you know, I don't think when it came out, when I first watched it, I, I really enjoyed it, but I don't think it got its due because it's really rewatchable. You, the more you, more times you see it, you're like, holy shit, this movie's underrated somehow. Yeah, I don't, see, this is one of those movies that I don't shut off when it's on. I will uh, watch it if it's on. Like Ben Affleck probably, doesn't get I enough credit. Watch it at least, I probably watched it at least, I would say, 10 times. Yeah. So it, it is 11 years old. Do you remember, like, seeing it for the first time or if you saw it in the theater or you rented it or not seen it in the movie theater you did no i did not 
Oh. Yeah, I didn't either. And I don't remember. I don't even remember the first time I saw it. I, I don't remember. Yeah, I rented you know. it. I remember when it first came uh, out. And that was the first time right. I saw it. And then for this, it was the second time I saw it. Really? Wow. It's been a while. Yeah. You just, and what'd you think? I forgot how much I enjoyed it. Like, I was like into it the whole time. You know, if there's the guys that you're kind of following, you're rooting for them. Sometimes you're rooting against them. It's, it's, and then there's the guys chasing them who you're kind of also rooting for. I don't know. It's, it was yeah. like oh. just perfectly done. That's one of the things about the book. The, and the first time I watched it, I, I was like, oh, John Hamm, I'm going to root for him. And the more you watch it, you're like, he's, he's just slimy. He's, he's pretty unlikable. In the book, he's, he's completely unlikable. He's just like a scumbag. And he, he dates Claire a lot more than, you know, oh. he's actually kind of dating her. In the movie, he goes, he does, you know, go on that one, one date with her, basically. Well, but, I think the, I think the biggest difference, the biggest difference between these bad guys and the good fellow bad guys is the good fellow bad guys really kind of chose that life where when you're born into like the projects in Charlestown, you kind of become that life at some point. I mean, it's a cliche, but you're adopted I think that's into what makes it. Them, and they want to get out of it. You know, the, a couple of them want to get out of it, you know? Well, they all don't. Uh, obviously, Doug does, but yeah. he, right. He basically, like they say, f falls into the life after his yeah. hockey career doesn't pan out. But there's no doubt in my mind that Jim, and I was thinking this uh, the last couple of times I've seen it, he he would never leave Charlestown. Never. That's yeah. his life. You know what I mean? Yep. He, but sister, he would not. Yeah. But yep. his sister would have left and, you know. Life. Yeah. Right. But so I love, and this occurred to me as I've seen it more and more. Well, first of all, you got to love the extras. You know, they, they yeah. used a lot of yeah. locals. Yep. Their authenticious accent. Authenticious? Oh, yeah. is, is that the word Glon <laughs> used? Is that a word? Authenticious? Authen what? That, that cop, you could tell, is a local. That, that scene yeah. is great. He's like, what, 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 what is it with you guys? <laughs> but then I've, I appreciated Affleck's acting. I mean, Renner's obviously. Yeah. He seems like a right. completely different character than the last movie we watched. Right. Yep. You know, it's like, is that a different person than, than Moon River? But Affleck's might be his best performance. I mean, that or Argo, right? Yeah, I mean, he's great in Argo, but it's just, you know, the the difficulty level probably wasn't hard in this. But see, you may not not you may not know this about me, as you heard me hit that R. <laughs> but I used to have a Boston accent. So you what? Me too. Yep, I was hoping like, it would come out a little for this. Like Ben and like Ben and Matt. You once you get into the, the business of podcasting, you have more of a professional, you know, my elocution is a little more refined, but it, sometimes it slips out when I drink a little bit, just a little bit as he but takes you a know drink. What though, but here's the thing in most Boston movies, when they try that accent, it comes off terrible and unbelievable. Right. So this movie really was authentic. And I thought everybody did it. Yeah. They captured well, the city so well. Yeah. Yeah, What's funny really, is, go ahead, Mike. I was just gonna say we didn't. Uh, I didn't list out, you know, the cast or the main cast. Um, so I was just gonna. Obviously, we talked about Ben Affleck, John mm -hmm. Hamm, Jeremy Renner, Rebecca Hall, uh, Blake Lively, the great Titus Welliver, who who I love. Uh, actually, these all these guys are all great. He's from Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, Pete Postlewaite, 
I don't think he's from Massachusetts. Yeah. And of course, yeah. Chris Cooper, as I said, he put in one good day of work and he was great in his moment. Yeah. So it's funny because John Hamm, I guess, tried the Boston accent, but they were like, wait, you don't need, you don't need to be from around here. Yeah. I guess. So he does that one scene where he, where he insults him, his stomach, and it's not like, uh, you know, you didn't roll over looking for quarters. So, he, you know, he does a purposely bad one. Yeah. I think Blake Lively does an excellent job. She did a great job. Yeah. Unbelievable job. She, and she hung around with somebody, I guess. And... Yeah, I read that uh, Ben Affleck brought her like into Charleston to Charlestown to hang out for like a couple of weeks just to kind of be with. And I read that Jeremy Renner hung out with prisoners, like Boston yes. prisoners at a jail or something. Yeah. And he's not like he's just great. Uh, you know, you could tell he's, but he, you know, he doesn't sound like Affleck or Damon. And it, it, that's one thing about Boston what? accents. People think like. Oh, people, they're overdoing it. Or Martin Sheen at uh, The Departed. Right. Yeah. Terrible. So I was saying, it's just, you, you can go one way or the other when you do these accents. Right. right. So it, can really, of, it can make or break a movie, to be honest with you. Yes. But a lot of people think it's like, they don't really, Boston people don't really sound like that. Yeah. Like, they sound stupid. Them, they yeah. do. There's uh we're watching, I'm watching MasterChef right now. There's a, there's a, a contestant on there who's just got, like a wicked Boston accent that if you didn't like, if you thought she was acting in a show, she'd be like, Jesus, she's putting it on. But so, I've, I've worked in Somerville now for 11 years. And then, and I worked in Dorchester before and the accents are there. They're right on. So when people say this, that, that doesn't exist. It's bullshit. It, it does exist. But you, yeah. you were telling me today, you get these, you know, te- quote unquote townies. Yeah. All, the time. all the time. Yeah. I live right down the street from, you know, from that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they do a great job of that. Um, so one yeah. thing I wasn't, I wanted to ask, cause I didn't look it up. It talks about Charlestown being like this Mecca of armored truck and bank yes. robberies. And that's well, true. Biggest in the world. Yeah. That's yep. crazy. Yeah. Those stats were true or they were true at one point. You know what I mean? In the nineties, in the nineties, they were very true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. And I love the whole thing with the, you know, the Charlestown Bridge. Now, this movie. But listen, you got to start this, right? Go into that opening scene. That opening scene captures everything. It it, it sets the pace of the entire movie. All right. You want me to get right into it? I just wanted to mention quickly, quickly, the the Rotten Tomato score. Do we know? 92. Uh, 92. Uh, And it was only, it was nominated for only one Oscar for Jeremy Renner. Uh, for his uh, performance as a best supporting actor, and you know who he lost to? Who? Another Wait, fake Boston accent, Christian Bale in The Fighter. Who oh was my God. another amazing Such fake accent? Like amazing fucking role in that movie. That, that that movie's all about him, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And I my, like, well, okay, we gotta do that movie at some point because he was just for him. ridiculous. We talked about movie. it, and it's and the and the extras in that too, though, are like. I think sisters, we, I mentioned right? yeah. on the pod, the sisters, I know girls, I know those girls in Lowell. I spent oh, a yeah. lot of time in Lowell. It's not exactly <laughs> about... I think you took one of them home. Oh, I don't know. All right, let's get started. Let's do this. All right, so cold open, it shows it shows the stats that we just mentioned. You know, one blue-collar neighborhood has produced more bank robbers, more Ahmed cop thieves than anyone else in the, anywhere else in the world. Blah, blah, blah. I love the line where it says the random guy from 
Charlestown. I'm proud to be from Charlestown. It ruined my life, literally, but I'm still proud. I love those then, little voiceovers that he used from certain. Well, I guess one was he was going to the AA meeting, but the way he. Oh, right, did right. That with the audio. Yeah. yeah. But then you get his voice right away, Doug, doing his great Boston accent. You see the shot of the Bunker Hill Monument, which they show a million times, right? Don't they show mm -hmm. all of the, the overheads? And, uh, and you get his Boston accent right away. Driver's name is Arthur Shea. You gotta love that. Cracks a Herald, makes $110 a day, carries a Sig 9, and he's about to get robbed. I'm gonna try to do my, the Boston accent. Do your best. They show, uh, they show him talking to his crew. Jim, then we see Renner. Jim points out if he wants to get hurt, don't get, don't, you know, don't get in the way. Into the bank. I like how it shows the security camera in black and white. They just show, awesome. you know, everybody's blackberries. You like that. That yeah, that ages it a bit. Yeah. Put put bleach in the jar. They have to put the the, phone, the blackberries and phones in the jar. A, in the microwave, it, right? And then, and then they take the tapes out, right? They, yeah. they take the tapes out. Oh, that's right. Yep. And Doug, Doug's, Doug's is talking to Claire. Don't lie to us again. He asks her to test her, and she she gives a false time. She's the bank manager. He's okay, like, but but, yep. but hold on. How fucking scary are those masks? So let's oh, say yeah. you're you're a fucking you're working in that thing, and fucking guys come in with those masks on, carrying yeah. fucking M16s or whatever they were. <laughs> I pissed on my your pants as soon as they walked in. A little bit. I would shit that myself. Set, that that fucking set the tone. It was so mm -hmm. aggressive. Just pure. Just fucking energy and aggression and oh so great and yet the guy got up victor garber was in it for a second he got up uh, yeah and he's the assistant manager right and and he uh gm they knew he yeah triggered the silence alarm the silent alarm but it was her he's like what do you say and that's when he you know starts bashing his face in then so jim takes her well that know. moment where she you could see her touch her with her ankle and then she looks up and the, yeah. the guy looking right down, it was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah but was that, was, that, was but that scene sets up another important scene later on, though. When he fucking smashes that guy in the brain with the fucking gun. Go ahead, Chris. Keep going. Yeah. So uh, so they take her, they, they blindfold her, they take their masks off. It's a great, great shot. They, they, they let her out and tell her to stop when she touches water, or I, I don't remember exactly. When you feel, yeah, feel water, yeah. Yeah, that, that was it. It was very similar, but they... Took that straight from the friends of Eddie Eddie Coyle, which I I hadn't seen oh. until last year. It's a famous, another famous Boston movie with Robert Mitchum and shots of Bobby Orr in the garden in that movie. Awesome. But that's when yeah you see that and then you see the the, the title. So that was the cold. You see the town, and then you it goes to Ham, the FBI uh, uh, office, and like you said, Titus Welliver, who's from Boston. He 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 got the job. He he just went down there. He heard they were. <laughs> He, he, you know, he was our, he was acting a lot before that, and they knew who he was, and he just somehow oh. got in line or something. They're like, "What are you doing?" For real? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, what, that's awesome. I read. Yeah, I read the uh, something. I didn't know like, he was local guy. Yeah, I forget what town yeah. he's from. So they're going over the crime, found the van. You know, he's like, "Where did they find the van? Where do you think?" So uh, Dino is Titus Welliver. Dino goes back there. He's like, "Yeah, Dino, there you go." Dave, Dave would be offended if he wasn't Turkish. Um, so it's like, well, we got these new pros. They don't. They this some. They're a, a gang. They're not 
familiar with. And uh, so what's his name? Frawley asks, asks the people, well, I got to do this anyways. And he's like, anybody, any, excuse me, anyone who's, who, uh, can anyone tell me who lit this van on fire? Which is comical that he was, I had to ask that. Yeah. So then they're all meeting the other guys. They're pissed off that um, Jim took a hostage. We're taking hostages now. The other, the big guy. You can see he's the loose cannon right away. Pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy Renner, right? Yeah. So the big guy, I forget the actor's name. He was so he's in he's in Gone Baby Gone. He's he's a psycho. He's great. Um, What the hell's his name in this? Glonzy. Glonzy. I feel and like it's it's Jeremy Renner, Ben Affleck, and the two other guys. Exactly. <laughs> they did. Yeah, he, I'm surprised he didn't have Casey. Casey as one of the. Uh, right. The, so the 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 guy um, the guy Des is the young guy who works at works at the phone company. Eric Verico. Yep. He's like 21 in the in the book. He's, oh. he's yeah. It's kind of a different story. Sad and um. So they all meet and. Renner, right out of the gate, seems like he's a nut. He's like, right. They meet at the rink, right? Right. He took a license. Yeah, they met at the rink. So um, then they then they switch. The next scene is they're questioning Miss Keezy, Claire. He said, well, uh, well, this, says, they, "Well, hold on. Didn't they need to figure out what the hell is going to happen with her, though? At that point, that's they, when they were kind of discussing what they're going to do they with go, her." Yeah, I think they go back and forth because yeah, I, I think uh, I think Doug grabs the licenses. Like you know, what do you you're gonna get pinched if you? Yeah, right. because he, he was intimidating. He was the he'll yeah, bury he's you under the jail. Him. He's got yeah. two strikes. He was in jail for murder. Yeah. Well, who's was contemplating like taking her out too? At that point, correct? Uh, I don't even. I don't know. He brings yeah, it up he, at, he when was. they're he, at the little diner. He to that. Yeah, no, was, no. Wait, Jeremy Renner alluded to that at the rink that they might have to actually go down that road, and that's when Ben was like, "Oh, we're gonna kill us now. We're gonna fucking kill her." Oh, oh, yeah. I thought you meant yeah. he wanted to. Oh, I thought you no, meant no. he wanted to take her out, not no, take no. Her. Oh, well. I you he take her out. Date her also. Well, that's what Ben. That, that's what you see. Ben as a soft aside. He's like, "I'm not fucking doing this. Like, I'll take, I'll take care of it, you know." Yeah, so, he's, yeah he's said, so that. yes. Yeah. So it would switch back. He takes the license. He says, you get buried under the jail, your third strike. Yeah. yeah. He takes the license. Uh, so they get 90K a pop minus the florist. And they uh, and then he asked Jim, what happened with the manager? He's like, well, you know, it's the next time he's he's not going to do that. Next time he sees a, yeah. you know, a ghost with the AK. Um, let's see. So Jim, I like the little scene with uh, Jim and Doug. They go to see Mike. You can tell the lady who answers the door is such a townie. Yep. So they, they have to do a thing. Well, first, Doug says to, to Jim, he's like, shit with the florist is getting old. You know, you can tell right away he's, he, he doesn't, doesn't uh, not a big fan of the of the florist. Deals Basically drugs. just runs the town, seems yeah. like. Well, he says, you know, he's, he's like, he deals drugs. And he's like, uh, well, there's a difference between dealing drugs and uh, street killer. And, and Ren is like, he's dropped a few Dominicans. <laughs> so you give the guy cash, they get weed, and then they, they sell the weed and they, they swap it. It's, it's, and then they drop drop the money off to Fergie. And you first meet uh, Rusty. I think that's his sidekick. Yeah. 
So I think he was hired because of his tattoo. That, that uh, <laughs> he's a local. That tattoo is the zip code of uh, of Charlestown, of course. Has that has the Irish flag? It's like the Fairley brothers. They just hire a bunch of locals. Yeah, they didn't go. They really didn't go into much of the backstory in the forest either, though. Really, right? No, just kind of yeah, like just speak for itself. Being, yeah, yeah, just kind of alluded to being like you know local. Gangster, yeah, well, he's, and, he's I guess, he's gangster and killer and drug dealer. I mean, and they, they right. show that he's been doing it for a long time. Connections. Well, he yeah, he last everyone else. And they you know, took care of their, their, their fathers with the kids of those fathers. Whatever. Oh yeah. He references that. Yeah. Um, so, so then, uh, then they, then they have to launder the money, right? Then they go to Mohegan sun mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> they, they clean the money. They, they get their chips and they, I love when they bring the money to the florist. He's like, you're going to put that under a sink? Just a little way of saying you're going to clean the money. I don't know. Just that line. Oh, I don't even think I heard that. Yeah. Nice. Or run under a faucet or something like that. Yeah. Nice. Uh, then uh, then they're back in Charlestown. This is when you see Krista. So I love when he, he gets a tonic. They say you get a tonic, which nobody calls it. Only in our area and I think the yeah. Boston they tonic. people stopped calling they and nobody i know still calls it a tonic like a soda nope. just when we were kids and okay it's in the it's in but, the book too but, like when you get a coke you get a tonic it was in the book i was like i love it the rest of the country so thinks we're in is this was this one of blake lively's first movies too or no she's like she was movie wise she came from like gossip girl that was where she was like became yeah like, then she was in she uh she was ridiculous yeah, she was like in was I think Green Green Lantern with her husband. She was ridiculously hot in this movie, in a dirty way. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that, what they were going like. Yeah, townie. Oh my god, just a very hot townie with a tattoo on her neck. You can see like ben, like I get why you know Doug was what? so like oh my god really like yeah. she's here but, like she's hot. You want to stay but with her? But... Um, I think it was hot slash dirty. Like lively yeah, hot slash dirty, but. Perfect for that role, right? Yeah, great just, like, accent. To him, like this is the girl that was with for years. Like, like typical, white trash. Like, not like yeah, not even the white kind trash. Of. Well, I mean, o- oxy coke, all this, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, definitely white trash. But yeah, and then her racist comments. Uh, he Doug goes home. She comes over. It's a nice, smart move of uh, directing by Affleck here. Okay, we can have a second. Yeah. Very savvy. So, yeah. Yeah, this is what we're going to do here now. Okay. Yeah. yeah but okay. In that scene, though, but in that scene, she was like going through the motions. And he was like, all right, just get over with it. Like, I'm done. Right. It was all very like, uh, just. He's not a fan of her. She it, just. But you could see that he was disgusted with himself afterwards. Yeah. You see him working out. You see him walking around town. Just right. aimlessly, right. and, then he, and then he goes to his fucking AA meeting. And I love that little speech that guy who also definitely was a local too yep about his eskimo oh yeah yeah that was good stuff so then he goes to the laundromat sees claire yeah kind of just stalking her i don't know if he's gonna ask her out but he doesn't seem to have a great plan he's just kind of following her which is he gets kind of thrown off and then he's like i don't have any change and then she breaks down crying she sees blood and he's uh does, does his little, uh, you know, sometimes I like to go to the nail salon, have a good cry. 
So damn it, it was Yeah, but What's he that? goes from he goes from being so unsympathetic and be like you know kind of like a loose chest to be like all right. Then he sees her crying, and that switch goes off in his head where he becomes normal again a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He went from yeah. observing her, like absorb of ob- observing her, to actually caring for her in that right. moment. I thought. Yeah. No. I mean, you could. He's. He's. You could tell he's. You know, more humanized than. Right. Obviously, the other ones, especially Jen, Jim. But um, so okay. So he asks her out. Then they show the FBI <laughs> arresting that guy with the uh, you know the oxy guns. Christ, it's like Tony Christmas. That nice violent scene. Yeah, it was like, great. Basically, like they are they know he has an alibi, but they're going to him because he's gonna know something about something. Yeah. And he tells them about the the they gotta they had to have gotten in the junction box. All right. So then they go to the date. I, I won't go over the whole thing. They just she talks, she grew up in Marblehead. That's why so so uh, the girl who played her, they didn't give her like a Boston accent. She had like a slight Marblehead. So Takes her on the boat. Is that how Mobblehead sounds? Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Jeez. You captured that really good, Chris. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I, I, I can do them all. The, you know, Charlestown, Somerville, Taunton. Taunt. Can you do uh, Bill Ricca? Bill Ricca. It's Bill Ricca. Haverhill. So I'm just going to go over all the towns like that clip. That Seth Meyers clip. <laughs> Swampscott. <laughs> Natick. All right, okay. we're good, I think. We're good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Two hours asking, later. Yep. She's asking him about uh, bank robbers, and he just tells the story of him growing up and all the little kids, you know, they were like movie stars, stars. And uh, he just wanted to play hockey. Then Jim asks, asks him if he had any progress about the light uh, with the license. He's like, no need to remove her from the equation. That's He's right. Like, That's what he says. It, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. So, but but hold on though, because she sets up she sets up a great scene in that that first date, where she's telling him that she had a, she had her her car was vandalized. That's you know she was talking with the Prius, and then she had to walk to the um the, the project later. But yeah, no, that was that was at the end of the date, and uh, she has and she has to pretty much run for her life through the projects. That next scene after that was fucking fantastic. Yeah, I think she says that. I think she says that next. Well, that's what I have written down. I don't know. How, what do your notes have? I have no notes. I just, <laughs> I just read up to you. We established that. No. Uh, so let's see. And then, Ham, well, first Ham meets her for a date. Ham meets her for a date. Frawley, Agent Frawley. And uh, he's afraid someone's going to spit in his food. Why are you looking at confused, Dave? No, I don't. I think this is the still the date when he she brings no. up, right? No, Doug picks her up. She's upset. She says he's worried. She tells him about the robbery. Said she's working with the FBI. I have a feeling Chris uh, took notes as the movie went on, and we just watched the movie. Yeah. She tells him about the assistant manager. Then he takes her to Mass Eye and Ear. Yeah. You know, he's to the, says to the cop, "Good thing you're here." You know, the guy gives him like a look. Uh, then, then she says, I lied to the FBI, told him, you know, I saw a tattoo. And he, he's going to be like, holy shit. And uh, she's like, what What should I do? And he's like, you could tell them. And then he's, he, he gets into like, you know, you yeah. look up for yourself. They don't care. Yeah, they're going to go home and nuke their food. I watch, a lot of, I watch a lot of CSI, all of them. In Miami, New York. 
she then never he said she never catches on though yeah then he says you could you could you could throw your uh prius in the back when she sees this yeah yeah, yeah. that's where he almost blows it <laughs> but he threw it as a joke because the prius can kind of be a joke yeah. It's right, but he, he's pretty unconvincing when he looks around. He's like, you really, really have a Prius? Yeah, yeah she walks through the projects, glass bottles. Then this is right. This is a lot of people's favorite scene. It, remi it, it reminds me of my uh, Patrick McCarthy, oh, uh, buddy, because <laughs> I told him this when I talked to him, too. And I was like, because I knew he would appreciate that scene, but he's also, you know, he's also gemming that scene. He would be that's, like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. I need your help. I can't tell you what it is. You can never ask me about it later, and we're going to hurt some people. Whose car are we going to take? Yeah. Whose car are we going to take? It's great. Then they go to the deal. It's a very violent scene with the. So Doug has the sledgehammer, right? Smashes the guy's hand. You know, Doug, Doug goes in guns blazing you could tell he's he's dangerous then then jim takes it up a notch right. pulls a gun out right out of his fucking head yeah i love this i After love the the he says oh, what are you doing to piss off my buddy yeah what'd you do huh? i don't know what you're talking about that's my brother right there what'd you do to get him so cranked up i don't know what the fuck you're talking about i don't know no. How about, how about now? Right, chill, chill, now chill, you know? chill, chill. Hey, don't chill. fucking tell me to chill. That's enough. What'd you do? Oh, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No? Oh, oh soccer. Ah, there goes college soccer, motherfucker. Ah, What'd you do? Ah, no? I don't know. Ah, See my face? Don't ah, tell the cops, all right? But just remember, ah, I see those too. That apparently oh. pulled the mask off first. And he's like, yeah. I, you after see my face, him. but I've seen yours. So after he shoots awesome. him. Yeah, after, after he shoots him. After he shoots him in the leg, yeah, obviously. And you so see Doug, right. you don't see what Doug's face because he's in a hockey mask, but you see him, <laughs> you can tell he's like, holy shit, Jesus, Jim. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, he shows him his face. And he's like, you can't be up there killing people. It's like, but, you know, he did ask him. I think yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I you brought that's him. where you see Doug starting to realize that their world decided to become world apart too. Like he wanted to go in there and just you know scare the shit out of them, and Jim just took it to a completely different level. I agree. I agree. It's kind of like he sees his you know they want they just different people. You know he probably yeah. always knew that. Uh, so they they figure out that Des all his sick days at Veracom. You know they all they, line up. Yep, lines up. Like, oh, uh, shit. So next is the Charlestown Community Garden. I guess he he tells her the story of his father crying when when his mother left because she asked him about his life. But so it's it, this is it's kind of great because you're like Doug. I, I mean, is Doug kind of stupid for not knowing that she died? Right. I it's know. like you hear his. Well, I, at I first we we just it. think I don't hear it about it, but I don't know. Well, do you do you think that his father actually loved his mother more than he let on? Kind of just like, of course, didn't want to hurt him, you know. Obviously, he was, he didn't he was want to crying like him, a so. wounded animal. Yeah, so he, I think your mother was, left. I think he was protecting his son, obviously. And well, he, then, right? He said, "Even your, at your the prison, not, though, your mother's not coming back." 
Yeah. What? But even at the prison, he never said what actually happened. No, right. he just said, you think him was a saint, basically. Right. The prison. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't want to have to tell him what happened, but we'll get right. to that. He says something very, you know, telling, but he doesn't tell what happened. So, right. The father, the father was like, your mother left. She's not coming back. He knew, he knew she, she knew she was dead, but, um, and Doug says he imagined she was down in Tangerine, Florida. That's what he was like. So the, then the FBI is staking out the, the cookout. You see the pictures of him. Albert McGloin never met a car. He couldn't boost. I like those little, yeah, the little clips there. They show their chart and they show Fergie the florist at the bottom and, and Big Big Mac, Stephen McRae, Stephen, is that it? Yeah. Um, in jail for armed car murders. So, so next scene is with Doug eating lunch with Claire. This is great. That is so a she, tense scene. Yeah. So her the foreshadowing here is, she, you know, it's a sunny day. My brother died on a sunny day. So don't really, you know, not a fan. I always think about someone dying on sunny days. She goes to the bathroom. I love the way they, that Affleck shoots it. He's like, it's like quiet. He's looking up at the sky. You see a plane flying. And then and then Jim sneaks up behind him. You fucking money. Or he's like, Which is how it would be if you're always in that, you know, always yeah. in town. You're in the oh, town. Yeah. You're going to run into him. But, but he was like, I don't know where. So I don't know where they were. It was seemingly something that he was very surprised that Jim was there. But yeah, but there's like, also a little bit of foreshadowing there too, because they showed the fighting Irish tattoo on his neck. So you're yeah. automatically like, oh shit. Well, that's what see the scene was the moon. I don't know if yep. that was I sure. that. What did he say? Your truck? Oh, Doug was looking right at it. I made your truck. Yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah. 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 And I like when Doug's like, he's like, who are you here with? He's like, nobody. And he's like, come on, let's get out of here. He's like, sit the fuck down. And he's like, no, seriously. So she comes out in slow motion. I, he's he's unbelievable here, right? Like he's actually charming, but he's like scary. It's scary charming, right? Because we know. We know. He's like, uh, how'd you meet this one? He's like, uh, it, you know, the secrets with this one. You know, he never told you told us about you. And where did you guys meet? He's like, it's a lottery. He's like, uh, love love between the sheets or something. I, thought, I, I forget what. He, I was like, what do you? And he was, asked what you do, and maybe detergent, not yeah, between the sheets is something else. But yeah. Oh, you work in that bank? Didn't they just get robbed? Yeah. That's <laughs> such a good job. Did you say your name was Jim or Jim? That's a, it's it's both. This one's a real gem. You know, it was an earlier where she said, I can earlier, um, she said, I, I can definitely tell their voices. Like, well, oh, yes. Okay, which I gotta imagine, like, okay, Doug talked to her quite a bit in the in that first opening scene too. Yes. How did she not recognize her voice? That's one that is one thing that I was like, come on, really? Well, you never know with uh you know, if you're in that type of situation. True. I guess. You know, she, thinks, she thinks she recognizes him, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? But then, you know, Doug covers the tattoo. That's great. He's like, well, see you, brother. Yeah. Big slap on the back of the neck, yep. So that ne the next scene, Jim's mad back here. He's like, uh, what, what, what's your play here? What's your play here, Doug? He's like, he's like, we calm down. We got to play it smart. Smart? What's that fucking all the witnesses? I'll blow the assistant manager. Is that smart? <laughs> I love so that. This is one of my favorite uh, someone imitated yeah. scenes where they're talking about, all right, let's stop preparing the guys for uh, for the next job. I told you, I don't like the next job. You got a guy who thinks he's, what does he say? One kid is like fucking G.I. Joe. Yeah. Yep. And he says that we'll find another truck with a driver. He's a fucking fat kid. With the shit on top, we don't think he's special forces. 
So Doug's like, okay, we'll do it. You know, if something goes wrong, it's, it's, on, it's on you. But he goes to see his father next. The one, like you said, the one day Chris Cooper worked. Mm-hmm. He's a scumbag though, huh? He, he plays, oh. he does a great job. Like he's still, he's not a guy who prison hasn't softened him. It hasn't changed him. No, no. No he was also fantastic in that, that Muppet movie too. <laughs> he, of course he was. He's great in everything. Mike knows. Great. I wanted to see your expression, Chris. It didn't really pan out. I like I like the Muppet movies. It was good. Not as much as, not as, much as Mikey does, but <laughs> who doesn't? That's not humanly possible. Nope. So but there's yeah, a then, lot. There's a lot of good dialogue in the scene, though. Yeah, fucking Southie kids. Great dialogue. Yeah, yeah they want to run everything. The, yeah, the great lines that. Uh, that Big Mac has when he asks him, how come you never look for her? He's like, for who? For ma. For ma. <laughs> and then he goes, I, I didn't think, you, this is why he has to skirt it. Like, I didn't think you'd carry around like a fucking disease. So he's like, cause there was nothing to find. And then he's all pissed off. He could tell he's all pissed off. You know, another word, you know, that, you know, another word they use a lot that we never hear anymore either. Supper. I, I didn't mention that. You think you hear supper still? From you don't hear supper from your parents? No. Oh, I hear I, it. I do. I hear you it. do. And I don't say it yeah. anymore. I used to. I used to say it, but I say it as a joke almost now. You know, people. We. I know. I have friends in other families. They actually say, "Oh, yeah, they, we're gonna have supper, breakfast, dinner, really and supper." Because okay. we live in Massachusetts, no. not New Hampshire. So. All right. Okay, keep going. So the next scene, it, it goes back to uh, the, the Claire scene. Why didn't make it? Oh, this is when they hook up. Goes back. And Dave, you want a, anything to say about the sex scene? Yes. Well, how would you rate it on a one to seven boners? <laughs> it was definitely very soft, soft porn. Very, not, very, very, very soft. Not your style. Nothing like, not my style. <laughs> Too square, no little, penetration. Little too, little the Blake, too. The Blake, the Blake Lively sex scene was better. Yeah, nobody's gonna deny. I'm not gonna deny that. <laughs> so, next scene, take the hair from the they, they they buy hair from the barber to mess up with you know to mess with the DNA. They're getting ready for the the next job overhead shot. Now, being in the North End so often. You know, as you guys were, how great was this? Yep. Like, I loved you know, it. That's right. That's right near Regina's. Yeah, it's such a such a small area. So, and they and they shot the whole thing right there. So, yep. almost but, but right away corners. Yeah, but, but right away, one of the best the best scenes you see slow motion. You see Doug in the mask. That's Doug, I guess. Like, uh, yeah, with, with with the gun, and you see the little kids. Oh, those. Nun. That's the iconic look of this movie. Are those nun masks? It really is so good. It, it's so good. Um, and then they, so they, they have to the circle, they, they circle the block on extra time because they're running behind the GI, the, the, the kid who thinks he's fucking GI Joe. So they, they, they uh, smash into, they ran the, the truck, they're robbing it. And then I got your, I got your friend out here. So that, that's Dumb, right. Do you know that like, that's Doug, right? Doug is the guy in, yeah, and Jem is the one sure. who shoots. Jem is the one who yeah. shoots him, right? Yeah. Yep. So, 
you know, you knew, but you know, that's Jim that would, you know, do that. So they, then there's a great chase, especially, like I said, you know, the, the geography and how small it is. And so great that they were able to shoot that scene there. And then they, uh, then they get trapped and the cop, you know, is instructing them to get out of the car and that's when Jim opens fire. It's great. Then they do the, the then they switch cars. Um, Des is in the switch car. Yep. They switch cars and the nice slow motion seat, you know, of, of Doug torch in the car. FBI gets the call, close the fucking bridge. And uh, they race they into have the, the police scanner. Yep. And that's when, you know, Glonesy says that that's how you drive a fucking car. And they drop hair in that in the switch car and they get out and they're getting out in the, the police detail. Police, the, the cop is sitting there. It just turns away. Now I read that Ben Affleck yep. interviewed a bank robber in jail. Uh, that's oh, that they, they told him that story, and so he, that was based on a true event. Which, think about it. This guy's sitting there. He sees yep. all these guys with machine guns get out. If he makes any move, he could be toast. Yeah. So, but I mean, toast, huh? it's like, what are they toast? Uh, Fuck, what happens if toast. they ask him? I was thinking, what happens if they ask him, like, the switch car's right there. Did you not see? They overpowered me. I wasn't looking. I was taking a piss. But, yeah, that's a great great scene. And then, you know, the inside of the van looks like a volcano. This is when Frawley's getting pissed. This is the not fucking around crew that goes both ways. And he's like, pick them all all up. And this is the great scene with uh, Glonesy when he's questioning him. That's the... Authent- like, the no, word? this is not a joke. Yeah, this is uh, this is authenticious. <laughs> what? What did you just? Did you just say <laughs> that guy is so good? You could tell that's a, definitely a Boston guy. And then Dino's in the room with Dougie, and he's like, you know, I know that's you when you learn that they, you know, came from you know, that he's a local that he grew up around with them. Yeah, and he Doug really, you could tell that Doug, they really don't like people that you know like Dino. Um, then Frawley comes in, which is hilarious. This, 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 this line is the lines he actually utters are hilarious in the scene. You and your boys didn't just roll a star market over in Malden for a box of quarters. No, you decided to bang it out in the north end at nine o'clock in the morning with assault rifles. You dummies shot a guard. Now you're like a half-off sale at Big and Tall. Every cop is in line. Fortunately, though, for you, this guard has miraculously clung to life. Now, if it were up to me, and they gave me two minutes and a wet towel, I would personally asphyxiate this half-wit so we could string you up on a federal M1 and end this story with a bag on your head and a paralyzing agent running through your veins. How he's pissed off that that, that reach out of a, of a security guard survived. Yeah. If they, can, like, if they can strangle him or actually suffocate him and kill him, he's miraculously clung to life. And he's, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I would, I would, you know, right, I, would the best. I would finish it myself if I can get you a fucking and a, and a hood and a, uh, with a lethal injection. After, oh my God, I was laughing my ass off. He's, and you yeah, see Doug's face, he's like, yeah, you, you're done. You're good here. We're good. Yeah. I'm going to go back Doug, to work. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Good luck, great, good luck with like, that print. You're here today, so I can tell you you're gonna die in federal prison. Then you're gonna, you know, then you're gonna wanna 
but yeah, that's a great scene. And then it's a little intimidating, but not what Doug's like, whatever. He goes, next time like, you guys want to take pictures, call ahead. He goes, you know, I'll, I'll wear a little something, you know, swimsuit or. It's like, yeah, like, well, no, he, said, know. he basically said, if you want to be slick, maybe you'd be slick, uh, slicker than a six year old. You know, that, that was yeah. a great line. Because they, they, they all yeah, know what the car looks like. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's great. And Frawley calls the bank, Claire quit. Do, 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 um, Doug asking her about, oh, yeah, Doug asks about it. This, oh, Doug's gonna, you can tell Doug's ready to quit. You know, he's like, I, I would quit my job. He gives it, this is when he gives her the necklace. He's, he's almost going to tell her the truth. Yeah. You know, there's things you don't know about me, but, and she does want to go with him. And, uh, Frawley goes to see her. Right. And this okay. is when he's like, Oh, you know, you, you quit your job. And he's like, Oh, nice necklace. Then he shows her the pictures. They have suspects and he, she's shocked. He's like, I was wrong. You do need a lawyer. Think about how bad it actually looks. Like he doesn't know yes. that they don't, you know, like it looks like she's been in on it the whole time. Right. Yeah. So uh another great scene when Jim and Doug meet. He's like, something wrong with the apartment? And they meet out in the street. And uh Flores came through. And he's like, nope, we're gonna go with three guys. He's like, oh, oh be smart and boot it. We got a ton of heat on us now. And he, you know, Jim, what do you mean you're done? He's like, there's people I can't can't let you walk away from. He's talking about Shine, who Doug knows that's not really his daughter. <laughs> and that's the great, just just great, uh, great acting by Affleck. But after he's like, you know what? You think you're better than people. You grew, grew up here, same rules as I did. And then Affleck, he's like, you ain't letting me do shit. He's a little cheat cheat for you. You could tell Ren is getting pissed around. <laughs> it's never gonna you're be really me. Into this. Yeah, oh, it's, it's the best. It's never going to be me and you and your sister and Shine playing house up there. Your sister. Get that in your head. I'm tired of you one-way bullshit. And then they get in the fight and he pissed well, the whips. This is, where, this is where you love Jeremy Ryder's character, though, too. Even though he's yeah. such a bastard, you see that the kid's got fucking hard. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I don't think Benny... Bricks. Well, I don't think Doug even understood why he fucking did what he did. Yeah, no, you right. Know? I don't think he does because he because this is when Jem says, you know, the feds had me shooting the kid here, but I got him back on Tibbets. Fucking guy ran a hundred yards, and he's like, should have <laughs> ran track. <laughs> Which is a great scene, but you know, we all kind of knew guys like that, like a tough bastard. But those guys that had your back, you were one of those guys in your corner. Mm -hmm. And this is where he told him, like that guy was. That's where he told him, like this guy was going to put two in you, but I put him in the fucking ground. Yeah. I love like that. On Shimko, Shimko would do that. Oh, no, yeah. Shimko would not do that for me at all. Shimko would be like, oh, sorry. You know, He'd strangle the person for you. Thank or, you. Or, so, and then he's like, yeah, I did nine years for it. You ain't gonna thank, you ain't gonna thank me, but you ain't walking away. But then, and then Doug's yeah. like, look, I appreciate everything you did. But, you, but, uh, but your I'm parents, leaving. your family took me out and my dad went away. Yep. You're gonna have to Mikey, shoot me. Mikey, shut up. You shut up. That was a terrible fucking take, okay? What he said. That's what he said. I I'm know. leaving, but you're going to have to shoot me in the back. And then uh, this is when this is when he goes to see Fergie. Tells him he's out. I'll get up. How you doing, Fergie? Listen, uh, 
Just wanted to stop by and tell you myself, whatever this thing is you got going on, uh, I think my guys can handle it without me. You know what I mean? I wouldn't hire them without you. And I wouldn't hire you without them. You're a unit. Look, with all due respect, I didn't come here for a debate. I'm not doing it. So, you know, work it out however you can. Calm down. Okay? Goes against my better judgment, but just out of respect, smooth things over. Just take this part, all right? Not gonna cut it. Do you think I'm gonna put Joe Flipperhead on this? You're gonna do what I ask. Cut it, huh? Okay. Let me ask you something. Who the fuck do you think you are? The only guy in Charlestown with a gun? You guys run numbers and pump dope. You're an old guy with a fucked up face who so don't know his glory is behind him. I ain't fucking working for you. Got it? You got a problem with that? I live at 551 Bunker Hill Street. Stop by any time. You know where to find me. You're gonna do this for me? Or I'm gonna clip your nuts. Like I clip your daddies. We'll talk about my father. Son, I knew your daddy. He worked for me for years. Years. And then he wanted his own thing. Play the horses? You know, they either geld the horse with a knife or with the chemicals. And your daddy said no to me. I did him the chemical way. Gave your mother a taste. Put the hook into her. Now she doped up good and proper. Hung herself with a wire on Melnair cast. And you, running around the neighborhood looking for her. Your daddy didn't have the heart to tell his son that he was looking for a suicide doper who was never coming home. If there's a heaven, son, she ain't in it. Oh. I hear you got a nice, sweet new girlfriend. Lives on the park. I don't want to send her funeral arrangement to your house. But I will if I have to. Now I know where to find you. This scene. Oh, boy. He's like, line. it's my better wishes, but I'm out. He gives him his, gives him his money, and he's like, uh, but right. Pasta weight is so good here. He's like, I'm, uh, you're not. He's like, I, it's not going to work. I wouldn't hire them without you. I wouldn't hire you without them. He's like, look, with all due respect, I'm not doing it. He's like, you think I'm going to put Joe Flip ahead on this? <laughs> He's like, you're going to do what I ask, right? <laughs> Is that when Affleck does his little speech? Affleck, well, Affleck's like, I have think a... you're, yeah, yeah. who the fuck you think you are? The only guy with a gun? He's like, don't talk about my face. He goes, you're an old guy with a fucked up face who don't know what glory is behind him. And then he goes, <laughs> You got awesome. a problem with that? I live at 551 Bunker yes. Street Hill. Stop, yes, stop at any time. That's when he's like, you're going to do this for me, or I'm going to clip your nuts like I clip your daddy's. And you're like, what? <laughs> and then he does the, uh, he does the, there's two ways, you know, he, well, he asked me, you play the horses? There's two ways to gel the horse, with the knife or the chemicals. It's like, I did your daddy the chemical way, gave your mother a taste. You know the rest. So he's basically saying, you know, I, I, I clip your dad's nuts by getting your mom hooked on drugs and 
Which yes. which was a fucking killer for him because oh, his whole, his whole life is about finding his mom. And going to Florida, maybe she's down there. To if find that his wasn't mom, enough, his whole life. If that wasn't enough, he's like, you know, if there's a heaven, she ain't in it. Yeah. <laughs> Oof, the heaven, yeah. she ain't in it, son. And then he's like, oh, also, you see your, your, your little girlfriend, you know. Now, who, who told him that? Or is he just he just knows because he knows things going he on. He knows. He knows. He has his business to know, my dude. Yeah. Uh, you know, not that, not that Jim would even care. I, I, I mean, I don't think Jim would betray him like that, but yeah. Jim doesn't care about her. So, like, who knows? So... Yeah, and then, then you see Rusty, you know, Rusty's Rusty's there uh, in case Doug makes a move, which obviously uh-huh. you would think very close to. So then he goes to Claire's and she's crying. He's like, "What happened?" And then he, yeah, she, you could you could tell, you know, why did you why did you do this to me? Which is almost like seriously, like how, you 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 think she would roll over on him and never talk to him, you know, but. And then Rusty put the flowers on the gate, right? Isn't that what it's Yeah, yeah, that's where it's kind of like, you know, a little intimidation. Yeah. Then he goes to Fergie. I'm in. If anything happens to her, I think any or if I think anything might, I'm gonna kill the both of you in your own shop. So in your own shop. In your own shop. He goes to her, I'll never lie to you, you believe. Oh, because she's so she's at the garden. And she's like, uh, how, how do I, why would I believe anything you said? Because you're going to hate the answers. And then, yeah, you know. that was a great line. Yeah, pretty good stuff. And then they, the overhead shot, and you see oh, first Fergie telling about the job. Well, gang's all here. There's always a weak spot. We just need to find it. Cash is brought out and stacked 15 minutes before the van does the pickup. That is when you hit. On Monday morning, after a four-game stand with New York, 60,000 beers, food, merchandise, total haul, three and a half million. Taking down the Cathedral of Boston. Priceless. I love that they never say like they don't tell you what what you're what they're robbing. They kind of just like insinu- well, I don't know what the word is, insinuate or fucking Yeah. Yeah, they don't right. They, and then it's never even mentioned. Yep. But he's but Fergie says we're taking we're taking down the Cathedral of Boston. Priceless. That's when you get that great down. overhead shot. Yeah. Three point five. Were the Cathedral of Boston still be considered Fenway? Since to Fergie uh, baseball is a dying sport. Uh well, what else would it be? I mean, it did. This was 2010. It was still. Uh, the saying it's still a yeah. pretty big deal. Yeah. Right. This is okay. true. Baseball's but, dead. Okay, keep going. Yeah, I don't know what would be the cathedral. Well, I just wonder if you know nowadays with all the cashless payments, would there be as much money? It's a good point. There probably would not. I don't. Yeah. So they show they show Jim and Doug. At a game, they're talking about the the, the inside guy. He's like, oh, he's not going to live. And they, yeah, you should have picked better horses and whatever. 
So and then the next so the next scene's Chris is at the bar talking to Frawley. Seems pretty good. Yep. Which Frawley which Frawley actually makes a point about how cash money is not even worth its fucking own weight, yeah. right? Yeah, well he cool. does it right. I know everything about money and then he does a segue and then he's like, It's about one gram. One gram of oxy, you know, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And then and then how does it work? You tell the you tell the bartender he's like when she asked her lawyer, oh yeah, you know, you got to protect yourself. And he's like, how many diamond necklaces did Doug get you? Oof. Yeah. He plays it right though. Yeah. So this is great. Je oh, so Jim tells him I'm not going to jail. Basically, you're saying, you know, if something happens. Yeah, we're going to hold court. Yeah, we're going to hold court. That's a great, uh, right. Something is now we're going to hold court. And Doug's staying right across from Fenway. Then Krista shows up and he's, you know, she wants to go with him. And, but yeah, she's, she's, she's unbelievable in this as a townie. She's he's like, a nice little shove up against the wall. Pretty rough there. Well, yeah, she, cause she says something about a Tiffany necklace. Yep. Oh, that's right. How did, how does she? Yeah. Yeah. So he's mad and kicks her out. So then they show him dressed as cops. They show Krista crashed and she calls Frawley and, um, basically she gives it away obviously yes right if 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 she didn't if doug if maybe doug, if doug didn't not that he would know if doug didn't leave doug doug could have left letter on yeah yeah wouldn't have ratted them out and i was thinking about this after like spoilers but she so she caused her, you know her brother but i mean she, she had no chase her kid she, but you know she killed her brother she did kill her brother he's a great mom um so then they, they get into the park by the inside guy, you, you know, you didn't see me. It's like, it's down there. But, and this part's great. Well, they first they go back to him. He's like, sweetheart, you're fucked. You know, when she rats him out, she rats him out on this, this part. Then they go back and Doug and, you know, they're using a grinder. They, they cut the locks, does, Des cuts the alarms and the cameras. And Doug, Doug and Jim come in with shades. Who called 911? This is great. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just intense. And the guys, the the combination of cops in it are great. It's steady. They're all like, and they, the knew, they like, knew something didn't click. Right. What's up with the, what's up with the little bright in here? He's like, what, what are you, a smart ass? Yeah. They were, you know, Affleck was a little over the top on this one, but, but I, it is like, he asked you for your IDs, you know, get on the ground. As soon as those guys go on the ground, zip ties, <laughs> like shit. And then the great, the great scene with Doug. In the cash room, Arnold Washington. You live at 311 Hazes Street in Quincy with a wife named Linda and three small dogs. Do not make a distress call. Also in the cash room, Martin Previtt. You live at 27 Counting Lane, Randolph. Wife, also Linda. Martin, the Lindas want you to open this door. We have men outside your homes. The Lindas want you to. What is it? What did they say? The Lindas want you to open the door. We have men outside your homes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Guys, open the door immediately. And you see them—the slow motion of the money in the bags—and like I said, it, Affleck just did such a good job. You know, like just heist movie, and but the, the, it was still so well shot. I might say that about every movie we do, but. 
It was a, it was an excellent, excellent job. So they they walk out. They think it looks easy, right? Yeah, but when Ben walks That's out, the he's best. nothing around him. That was one of my favorite me. moments. He's just kind of going like it's too quiet. And then he looks outside and he sees every single freaking cop available on the road. Oh, what about the the underrated line by Glonzi that a lot of I don't th- I think mostly only Boston people would like. I mean, you'd have to be kind of a big sports fan to know this, but he said the last motherfucker who robbed the Red Sox like this was Jack Clark. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think a lot of I don't think a lot of no. people would know who Jack Clark is, right? No. So right, Doug notices so quiet. FBI's here, you know. Then Jim sees him, sees someone with a you know flashlight and starts shooting. This is this is like a kind of like Heat. You know what I mean? Like I'm like you're, you're like Heat's such a great movie and so yeah. praised. He is on. Like, this is, he is on a TV in the background in one of the scenes. One scene. Is it movie. really? Yeah. But this is it, this is a great shootout. You know what I mean? It's it really just, is. Such a good shootout. And um, Jim, you know, fuckers. And then Doug does the get the plunger and, and gets sticks the sticks the gun in the uh, in the hole in the in the truck. Right. Imagine the bullet yeah. bouncing off. In Jesus. That. Yeah. So the guy, you know, the, the guy takes off, and they, all the, the FBI and all the cops don't know. Right who outside it is. on Yaki, it's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Or whatever it is, Jersey Street now. No. no. Then they, uh, oh, then they put the stun grenades. Is that what those were? Flash grenades. Flash grenades. Yeah. Flash grenades. Right. And uh, right, they they you know block your ears, and that's when Dez gets up and. Gets he, and yeah, he just kind of was dazed enough, and boom. And then Jim, yeah. you can, Jim's pissed. Fuck you! He's not shooting at him. And then, I'm thinking to myself, then, yeah, but these guys are trying to rob and shoot these cops. I'm like, they're yeah. like, I'm, should I feel bad? Because I don't think I do. Yeah, you you do feel bad, but right, they are shooting at police officers, <laughs> police officers. And then, uh, right, then really taking, Glonzy really takes one for the team. He's like. Did he expect to get away? I didn't know what. Uh, no. I thought he was thinking, I'll no. just get pinched and I can do the time. I mean, I just, I'll just give he, him your I first names, he what, said. I think that's what he thought, to be honest with you. I think he, right. I think he might have thought that too, right? He's not going to totally, but, but yeah, he didn't come close to, to getting arrested. <laughs> no. no, he got rifled pretty good. And then, yeah, and then and they put their cop uniforms on. This, this was, it, you know, pretty awesome. And That's good because they were looking for EMTs, and then there's some like there's some confusion though. The FBI's and cops are like yelling at each other, so that's you you could kind of see that they wouldn't know all the other cops and yeah. And um, so Doug and Doug sees the sniper and sees him like bragging. So I shot that guy. And then, so then Coughlin is, uh, well, they go their separate ways. He's like, I'll see him, I'll see him in Florida. He's like, I'll, I'll see him back here. You know, you yeah. know yeah. And that's when someone says, no, they, the guys who got robbed said cops yeah. robbed them. They're not the brightest thing, but they said, the, you know, <laughs> cops. So then he's like, I mean, it was really lucky that he was driving down the street and happened to see Coughlin. You know what I mean? And then he goes after him and he's like, a visual on him. You know, could you hold, hold it, officer, hold it a minute? And he's like, Coughlin. And he turns around and he's like, 
then yeah throw down your weapon fuck you you know gets in a shootout you know he's screwed and then and that's probably, my work neighborhood that area just it's oh so, yeah it's right. so different where like just that that mcdonald's they're outside of yeah. all it's just all high rises now and you love this you you just love the job um he does here renner does here you see his face like he knows he's he's like all right i'm i'm not going i'm not they're not going to take me alive and then he he drink he takes a sip of the tonic <laughs> takes a sip of the tonic it's great great little detail because and he's like okay i surrender yeah yeah you shoot him it yeah. looks shot right in the face kind of disturbingly real right yeah they had that puffy face they're like oh yeah. just yeah so doug sees that he's like shit takes off then doug runs back so how how uh is is rusty inept you think rusty is a stone cold killer doug runs up to him i love this it's so it's awesome the way that it's like i got something to tell you rusty shoots him in the head then he was just in. so quick it didn't give rusty time yeah fergie comes in guns blazing uh frenzy Fergie comes out shooting shooting each other he puts a gun up to his balls you know clip like a clip your nuts doesn't say luckily yeah luckily he had the vest on yeah Right, and then someone tells him, uh, uh someone, someone got uh, Fergie. Jesus Christ, that's gonna be McRae. So, yeah, that's when he this is great because he calls Claire and he's watching her, so he's asking if he can go there. He's you know, obviously testing her, seeing if, and she's like, Yeah, you should come by. And Frawley's he he's right, oh, he's like a little creepily hanging over, her. but you should also, you know, I, he he also must know like that. She's screwed, so she kind of has to tell him. Yeah, you know, go there, and then she does the uh, wait, wait. You know, I want you to, I want to see you. It'll be like one of my sunny days. So, yeah, pretty cool little <laughs> setting. Like, oh, he kind of knows it's one of your sunny days. It's a national organization, Claire. You know, like we're gonna find him. So, and then he sees the "go fuck yourself" uh, note on his car. Says to the lawyer, "This is that's yeah, this is for you." Perfect. So, so he goes oh. to Florida, right? And but, how long do you think he lasts down there? Go ahead. Before he gets there, the whole thing with the T. Yeah. The, he takes the bus. So his he goes. A, he goes to his uncle's house, leaves money, he, takes a takes the uniform. But then later he gets off the bus, and that's his uncle right there. He gives a little nod to. Him. I think that's the same guy in the photo. Really? Where I saw, I thought it was the same guy in the photo. Gave a little nod, like it's the same but, thing. Like that. Is it the same thing that was the, you know, the guy in the red boat from John? <laughs> right, right, right. Thing? So maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking that like because he left the money thinking you know my uncle is going to wonder why I stole his clothes. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. That doesn't make any sense. He's nodding to some other guy because he's MBTA. Right. Oh just going to work. Mikey, what just going to was that? Okay, I'm wrong. The worst fucking take of all of all the podcasts we've done. That's the worst. I'm, that I'm, don't worry, Dave. I can edit it out. I can make myself look good. <laughs> So yeah, and you can tell he's going to Miami and the Amtrak and hell, I don't know, you assume he makes it a long time because he has a beard and he lives in the most secluded yeah. house on the, I don't know, in the And he's like, so, I'm waiting for you, but it just ends. So we never know. Yeah. Which is cool. I, you know, cause you know, you don't know. He's like, oh, and he, he, she finds the money, yeah. gives the anonymous donation in, in his mother's name. So she does that. And then, All right. uh, I like what he says, you know, maybe I'll see you again on this side of the other, which is, which is dad said to him, you know, nice little we'll call back so in the book. The book, oh, very different. book was very different. He, he, 
Don't tell me anything. I'm gonna, I might read it. I might read it. Don't, don't tell me. Okay. Block your ears. I'm going to tell the listeners. He dies. No, you bastard. <laughs> I saw it on the, uh, in the trivia for the movie. Yeah. So, just a great underrated movie. Great Boston movie. I don't know where I would put it in the pantheon of a ranking of Boston. Good movies. accents. That's what I, you know, good, great authentic. Accents. Can't really do them anymore, but very good stuff. Fantastic. Fantastic. The town. We nailed it. Have we, uh, did we decide now for next time, gentlemen? The hell of a thing killing a man. You can you can do that. Go ahead. Yeah, a movie um, that I admit I've never seen. I can do it. I want to um, say, I saw this movie in the movie theater, movie theater with your brother. I would think so. I think he. I would say 1993. I, I want to say, or is it uh, one? Your brother. 93. 93. Nailed it. Now it. Um, yes. Uh, the Gene Hackman, Clint Eastwood, um, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Yes. Oh, very good. The is it the Unforgiven or just Unforgiven? I've never seen it. Unforgiven. Unforgiven. Next time we're going out old west. Sorry, ninety-two. Ninety-two. Best picture in ninety-two. Ufa. I've never seen it, so I'm excited now to finally. Going to be very excited. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've seen a movie. Done a movie I haven't seen. I think The Graduate was the last time. So it'll be very well, cool to finally. Was that, was that one of your favorite movies, Mikey? The Graduate? Actually, yeah. I was thinking about it the other day. And I was thinking Thank about you. how, like, well, it, I'm angry at myself for waiting this long to see it, but how enjoyable. I didn't know what it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like a real dramatic movie. It was a lot more fun and enjoyable. I don't know if it was even a comedy. Goes down easy. Yes. That's that's one goes down easy. Right. Like, like yep. you think it right? You you think it's like oh, it's gonna be a lot of this, a lot of older movies, 70s, 60s. They they're a little bit of a chore, even some classics. But yeah, there's no the graduate. No chore on this one. For all you listeners, back. go back, go back and watch the graduate and listen to the pod. Yeah, so good. But also, Unforgiven. No, this this movie goes down easy. This is I got in a re, I got in a battle recently with previously. Uh, reference Patrick McCarthy, who scoffed at the idea that this was the best Western of all time. It's the most realistic Western of all time. Did he have a counter? No. No, just no? Always, that was always a plus in the argument to, to <laughs> not have a, an actual rebuttal. Well, know, I hope or, he listens. Yeah. I, I honestly think of the quote, which it's not a spoiler, Mikey, but it is re- really, really is a hell of a thing killing a man. Take away any, any, everything he's ever had and all he's got to have. All right. Let's save, save, save it for the pod next week. For the pod I already week. have notes. Two weeks, two weeks. I already have two pages of notes. <laughs> he's been doing it during this pod. So, uh, folks, you can find this show on Instagram at Fine Movies, Fine Spirits. You can find us on Twitter at Fine underscore movies you can find dave um probably at the gym seven nights a week uh chris anything any closing statements any closing remarks before we head out of here 
Nope, I am uh, just gonna work on the, trying that Boston accent again. I'm gonna, I forget where Unforgiven takes place, but I'm gonna have to do a uh, Oklahoma. Gloucester. Something, Gloucester? Gloucester. David, Amy Haverhill. Any, any parting words from you, David? No, I'm good. All right, why don't you get to bed? Yeah, let's just say, um, uh, let's close it like we always do. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. And uh, say goodbye, David. Goodbye. We talk about great movies while drinking. We talk about great movies while drinking. Yeah, we talk about great movies while drinking. We feel fine. You have yet another voicemail message from Guess Who. Also in the cash room, Martin Previtt. You live at 27 County Road, Randolph. Wife, also Linda. Bad non-experts.